0: for Friday, March 8th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tammanini. And I am Broadway star James Marino. James, we didn't really talk about this, um, but uh, today is an anniversary of sorts because tomorrow will mark the third year anniversary of the very first episode of Today on Broadway. We have done this show, I don't even know the number, um, uh, approaching 900 or not 900 probably 800 times now we're getting close um you know 750 or something and um, we were doing it monday through friday i have a little clip i don't know if uh, how you want to incorporate this but there is a clip um for you from our very first episode if you want to play that at some point um we talk about hopefully making it tighter and a bit shorter we have failed in both of those respects <music> Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 9th, 2016. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm James Marino from Broadway Stars. Here are the
0: top five stories of the day. I'm- but uh, it's been a blast <laughs> doing this uh, for three years. Um, puts a damper in my um, evening clubbing plans. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless, it's it's been a joy, and I've really enjoyed doing it with you and, and meeting and, and not only – via the internet, but in person in a lot of cases, um, with listeners that have followed along this crazy, really ridiculously stupid three-year project that we've been working on. Um, so uh, thank you for asking me to do it, because this was all your idea, and thank you for everybody who has listened, and even when we screw things up, pronunciations, facts, just general politeness, uh, we, apo- or we apologize for that, but appreciate you suffering throughout, uh, with us anyway is Corey Cott or who's the other cot hey, Casey. <laughs> Casey Casey is playing Casey is playing Tommy <laughs> at the Kennedy Center Corey um was the lead in Bandstand That's right okay <laughs> So I got uh, that one right that one I got right How did we got it was some sort of uh
1: Twitter thing that happened or Facebook thing that happened
0: I don't know Oh I don't know I don't know what you're talking about
1: Uh we have to go, uh, it was some sort of uh Casey's doing Tommy and Corey yes. is bandstand so they it, I think we tagged Corey ah. uh, on the on the Tommy article uh, and, and it, uh, we, we, we it was fun
0: <laughs> uh, poor Natalie Natalie's doing a great job social yeah, media I'm thinking of her- Yeah, and Natalie is uh, in the Hart School's production of All Shook Up right now. They had, I think, their first performance on Thursday night. So congratulations, Natalie. Uh, We haven't really talked much about it, but uh, uh, hopefully after she is done with the run, she'll talk about it on her next episode of On My Way to a BFA. All right. So three years. uh, Let's uh, count. It seems like
1: 30. What was the? (laughs) (laughs) Seems like 90. Yeah. Uh, A throwback to uh, what show is that? Tweet at us at uh, Broadway Radio if you know what show we're talking about.
0: If anyone who's listening to this doesn't know that, I'll be strongly disappointed. Well, it it could be that they don't
1: see that that writing team as being true musical theater artists, you know? (laughs) I'm not getting in the middle of this one. I don't know where that's coming from, so I'm staying out of that. Well, you, you know, sometimes um, you talk to musical theater people and uh, and they think that the projects that are very commercial are not real art. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes? Yeah, they're, they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. I didn't say they were right. I, they're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so how are those people going to feel about this first story? Hmm. Hmm. First up in the news... Schubert Organization announces a Broadway startup accelerator.
0: Yes, James, on Thursday, exclusively in Broadway briefing, it was reported that the Schubert Organization will partner. You know, I th- I'd like to stop you there. Okay.
1: Yeah, Mark, Mark Hirschberg talked about this more than a year ago in Forbes. I mean, it's not like it's some sort of s- small little thing, you know. <laughs>
0: it, do, I, do, do you remember that? Not in the least
1: because I, I saw everybody talking about oh this is uh this is uh, Broadway Briefing exclusive and things like that, and I'm like, i 'm like the, the involvement uh, anyway, keep going with the story and i 'm going to pull up the Hirschberg article and uh, we 'll talk about it in a second
0: okay, um, yeah, so the Schubert organization will partner with venture capital firm exponential creative ventures and tech training company IT Mentors to launch a startup accelerator. This partnership will, quote, provide companies with funding, training, and the ability to test products in Broadway theaters or within the Schubert ecosystem. In exchange, the Broadway Tech Accelerator will take an equity stake in each company. Now, just to be clear, James, this is a business accelerator, not a show accelerator. There is one of those, which we'll talk about here in a second, doesn't have the Funding that the Schubert organization would put into it. But nonetheless, these companies will have an opportunity to operate um, and kind of pilot programs inside Schubert venues on telecharge or via the Schubert's marketing database, which means in your inboxes. This will be a 12-week program and afterward the four participating companies will pitch their their companies to investors and members of the theater community for hopeful investments. Now, applications for the accelerator will open on April 1st and the first cohort will begin in May. Again, this does not include shows, although I wouldn't be surprised if a major producer slash theater owner did that eventually, because that seems like that would be fun. Um, However, the production company Apples and Oranges Arts does have a show accelerator that uh, it runs kind of like um, an episode of Shark Tank. They do it online quarterly, I think. Uh, My boss, Rob Diamond, is usually one of the experts giving feedback and asking questions. I will have a link to that if your show wants to apply for that, but on a much, much smaller scale than what the Schubert's are doing here. Um, and the Schuberts have worked a lot with um, startup companies and, and and things like that in the past. So I don't know if that's what you, the Hirschberg article is about, but nonetheless, James, you and I are both business experts. You have and uh, in the past and currently are running and owning multiple businesses, as well as you have an MBA. Uh, I watch Shark Tank and listen to the pitch, so I feel like we are both. Uh, perfectly in the wheelhouse for this kind of story. Um, so I'm a little insulted that the Schubert's didn't ask us to participate in some form, uh, mentors or something. Uh, but I think this is mostly pretty cool. There's a lot of drawbacks to the venture capital landscape, but just the fact that an organization like the Schubert's in an industry like uh, the New York Commercial Theater, which is usually very insulated and stodgy and... and um very hesitant to do new things, is willing to partner with these kind of companies to take these kind of steps, that is a market disruption uh, in its own right. So I'm interested to see what eventually happens with this, if anything.
1: So at the top of the show, you talked about tighter and a little bit shorter. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, More accurate. So uh might, might be another thing we talk about. So, yeah, I uh, Mark Hirschberg's article was in October 2017, and it was about the theater accelerator, not the thing that sort of is in relationship to the Schubert's thing.
0: So it right. was the theater accelerator. That's the – with apples and oranges? Apples and oranges. Uh, Apple- okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing I talked about. That's so, the other yeah. Thing. yeah. It was kind of. We're, we're Yeah, we were on the same pages. It's my at least the same book, maybe not the same page, but the same book. Yeah, but uh,
1: so I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I I would think that um, is Tim Kashani uh,
0: involved in this Schubert organization one. No, these are the, the, the apples and oranges thing, as I said in the, in the story. That's different. about yeah. shows. That's completely yeah. different, completely unrelated. There's really actually no money involved. People just pitch their shows to experts and they give feedback. And then uh, there's another phase after that. But it's completely different, completely unrelated, and, and a very different scope of what they're trying to accelerate. So I'm not sure what's the Broadway angle in this new thing that the Schubert's doing? Just that they get to market them specifically to the the Broadway audience. So I, I would imagine that in some form or another, they will have to do with um, something with the arts or maybe with uh, some sort of food items that could be an option as well. It could be a new uh, ticketing platform or something like that. But I would imagine that most of the companies that they end up doing will have some sort of natural connection to a theater audience. I, I don't think that they're going to be, you know, a new... You know, self-driving car necessarily. I I don't think that's necessarily something that's going to be showing up. So I would imagine that it it will have some sort of connection uh, to theater and the companies that get chosen. But who who knows? Maybe not. I mean, theater audiences are generally affluent. So maybe it will be a a car company or something like that.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head. The theater audiences are affluent and the theater producers are affluent and investors are affluent. So uh, we should find out if uh, these companies will be Lining up to uh, get in front of them. All right. Uh, next up, uh, let's do some
0: recommendations. Uh, speaking of lining up. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but that might be the best Uh, transition that you've had in three years of doing this show, because the very first recommendation that I have comes from a producer, Ken Davenport's the producer's perspective blog. And he did a survey asking people why they line up for shows so flipping early. Oh, Uh, and it's, it's fascinating. The, the answers that they have, uh, some of them make ton of sense. Um, some of them, are the answers are so perfect that I love them. Um So here I'm going to run down the reasons why people say that they arrived early. 1.9% were part of a school trip, which of course mm-hmm. you have to Yeah. 10.6% where they were meeting someone again, makes sense mm-hmm. to arrive early to make sure you get there. 10.6 were handicapped or needed extra time getting to their seat. Again, we're at about 20, that's about a quarter of the people. Those are perfectly, Understandable. Here's where, where I come in here. 18.3 said they like being early or arrived earlier than they planned. I, I come from a family, James, where if you arrive Uh, on time, you are late. Mm -hmm. So I'm always early to everything. Then 22.1%. This is the thing that I really was interested in, and I want to ask you about this in a second. 22.1% were avid fans of the production and wanted pictures or merch or the opportunity to meet other fans. There's the goldmine right there. But then there's 36.5% who I love these people and their honesty. They arrived early for no specific reason except that they had nothing else to do. Mm. I... Feel you there because when I'm in New York seeing shows, a lot of times I'm just killing time. Otherwise, in between shows, if I'm not working or have meetings, I'm usually just killing time. So I get there early, whatever. But uh, speaking of those, you know, the the startup accelerator thing, James, this 22.1 percent is the stuff that you want to market. Things too, and I think that while this survey is fun and we kind of laughed about it and talked about people who line up early, this is a really important thing about how do you engage those people who are at your theater early for up to an hour for no specific reason necessarily, other than they had nothing better to do or um, they were just arrived earlier or whatever. Find a way to engage that audience, and and you can increase your your, your bottom line. Get them drinks. Why aren't they serving? Um, you know, drinks out there. Why? I, I don't know if there's, you know, liquor license things, but you can still serve soft drinks, waters. Why aren't they selling merch? I don't know if there's some sort of licensing thing that you have to do, but I would imagine that a, a Schubert's or Niederlander's or someone could make that happen to where you've got a captive audience lined up. Find a way to make some money off of that. And I would imagine someone like Ken Davenport, uh, that's at the forefront of his mind. I think that I have seen merch people
1: outside. Good. And of course, you know, No show would be as cruel and mean as to blow the smell of fresh apple pie out onto the sidewalk. (laughs) There would be no show, not possible... That would ever do that, and but you'd want to get to the show early to get some pie, or if you if um, eighteen twelve was still Great Comet was still running, you want to get there to get the pierogies. Uh, things <laughs> things it might be a those. little different. Might be a little different if it's Sweeney Todd, but uh, nonetheless, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. and you did see that Sweeney Todd downtown, but that that's sort of you go inside,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just seems like if there, if people are going to be around the theater, you might as well not only engage them from a financial standpoint but make their experience better uh, you know if we want people to come back to the theater if we want to involve and engage audiences who aren't traditional theater people find ways to make their their time at the theater more enjoyable uh, this seems like a, a really nice survey he goes into a little bit more detail which you can read uh, in the show notes but it's uh I like this one this this uh, one's well I want the next survey the next survey on
1: why are you late?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And then even beyond that is the modification of, you know, those Tuesday at seven shows and 730 people are strutting into the theater because they didn't realize it was seven o'clock show and they're showing up for an eight o'clock show. And they're like, hey, I'm a half hour early for the eight o'clock show. And
0: you're actually half an hour late for the seven o'clock show. Yeah, no bueno there. All right. Let's let's move on to something else, James. I've got a couple of videos here, just real quickly. The first is rehearsal footage for the new ish uh Aaron's and Flaherty musical. It used to be called Little Dancer. It is now called Marie Dancing Still. Clunky. Marie Kama. Uh, yeah, Marie comma. Dancing still. Uh, It's a little clunky, but the show uh, features New York City ballet principal dancer Tyler Peck, as well as the great and the good Terrence Mann, Dee Hody, Karen Ziemba, a couple uh, Tony winners there, Jenny Powers, Christopher Gurr, and more. The show is premiering in uh, Seattle at the Fifth Avenue Theater. It previously had an incarnation as Little Dancer at the Kennedy Center in 2015. It is directed and choreographed by Susan Stroman. Uh, we will have some footage of that rehearsal in there. It's uh, based off of the uh, based off the Degas painting of a, a ballerina, mm-hmm. I think um that's that correct um so that's really cool Uh, we also have some video from london last night where waitress opened and sarah barellis um was there to celebrate she led a little bit of a sing-along on stage and also it was um world women's day i think it was yesterday and she celebrated the all-female creative team uh, of the show so uh take a look at those videos in the show notes as well okay what do we have in other news All right, first up, remember that previously announced April 28th off-Broadway closing date for Avenue Q? Well, apparently that was only for now, as yesterday it was announced that they will be extending an additional four weeks at New World stages and will now play through May 26th. Here we go again on the final countdown uh, to to the new closing date for the little show that could, the Tony winner that no one thought would happen. Um, While anything, of course, could happen between now and the end of May, James, I hope Avenue Q fans don't stop believing, of course, in their favorite show. But I don't foresee another extension because I can't fight this feeling that a new show will be announced to be taking over the venue in the coming weeks and months. Moving from New World Stages to the Old World, uh, yesterday it was announced that Mischief Theatre, the creators of another New World Stages tenant, the play that goes wrong, will be creating a new show called Magic Goes Wrong, along with the Magic leg- Legends. Pen and Teller. The show will be the second of three shows that will run at the West End's Vaudeville Theater. Grown Ups, G-R-O-A-N, mm-hmm. will begin in September. And then Magic Goes Wrong will begin performances on 14 December. The third show is yet to be announced. And then finally, back stateside Lincoln Center Theater announced that on May 4th, put it in your calendars, they will host a block party in celebration of their 60th anniversary. It will feature free activities, performances, and community art making from the constituent organizations that comprise Lincoln Center. James, we will have, obviously, more information on that as it approaches. But if you would like information on this or any other story in today's show, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us into the weekend? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. I'm so glad it's a weekend. I just want to rock. And my name is
1: James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. Uh, we're unsure of what's happening this weekend in the feed, but on Sunday there will be a special interview for those who like to be green. And uh, then Matt and I will come back and talk to you on Monday. We'll
0: see you soon. On the break. Really, news. really funny. All right. Get us out of here, Matt. All right, thank you for listening today on Broadway. I'm Matt Timnini. You can find me on Twitter at B-W-W-M-A-T-T. And don't forget to subscribe to Some Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can hear us talking about everything from Hamilton to Zoolander 2 and then everything in between.
1: And I am James Marino. You can find me at, at James Marino, or you can... Look us up on any of our websites: Broadway Stars, Broadway Radio. So, if you are hearing this, what it's because you have requested to be part of our beta testers, and we're counting on people to give us some feedback. So, uh, send me an email: James at BroadwayRadio dot com. Send a Matt an uh, email at Matt at Radio dot com, and uh, let us know what you think about it. And we're going to try to do these Monday through Friday and make them a little tighter and a little bit shorter. Thanks.